I know stories of miracles that happened to my Rebbe's father. He was in Talmud of Slobodka, and he was Milomid Benisim, but his stories, he didn't like, he didn't feel there was a lot to learn from that type of story. And he relates things very precise. He, people, many Gedolim, have borrowed and asked from my Rebbe's stories about Ravaran for their exact accuracy. Lemaisa sharing with us about Gedolim, especially because he was honest and it was not exaggerated, was very, very powerful. I feel like it made a big impact. I have tried in the last number of years. My son thanked me last night. I have tried to share more stories of Tzadikim, to tell them more about Gedolim and Tzadikim. I advise everybody here, first of all, to read about Tzadikim and Gedolim. I'm aware of the challenges of such that people are human and have struggle and work to get there and they're within the books it has its struggles they weren't born perfect I'm aware of all that but Stam, we have many, it's very inspiring to know about Tzadikim and I think of the many things that I got from my Rebbe the stories of Tzadikim the awareness of the greats very inspiring very very powerful from young ages I found that very inspiring I also felt very connected to our people, that I knew who these people are and were, some details. It also gave a connection to them and their terror. So, B'zchus Refua Shleim, I'll actually tell you a story that happened on this week's parsha from somebody my Rebbe spoke about to us. My Rebbe's father-in-law, his wife's father, was Reb Nekritz. Reb Nekritz was the son-in-law of Reb Avram Yafin. Yeshiv Farakwe is called Derech Eisan. Eisan is Avram. Eisan is another name for Avram. Reportedly, I never heard this in my Rebbe, that the word Eisan is Avram Yafim Talmud Nevardik. That's what Eisan stands for. Probably makes sense. But Eisan anyway means Avram, and it's named after the Yeshiva Zal Shemru Avram Yafim, who's my Rebbe's wife. It's, his, it's her grandfather, Avram Yafim. Rav Ram Yafim was the son-in-law of the altar of Nevardik. Rabbi Avram Yafim was somebody my Rebbe spoke about and considered himself a Talmud of Rabbi Avram Yafim at the altar of Nevardik. Rabbi Avram Yafim once went to the Satma Rebbe and they, they, they were Mikurim, they knew each other and were close. And he told the Satma Rebbe that he was talking about the beauty of the Muslim movement and he was talking about the honesty of the Bali Muslim, that they had an exactness how they spoke. So he said to the Satma Rebbe, I'll tell you a Maisa. This is like a classic story my Rebbe would share with us. It's such like a small little nuanced story, but the exactness, they were honest people. They were honest people. And he said, what's the story? Rev Zundel of Salant had, um, had somebody wrote a letter to Rev Zundel. What? You know this Meister of Excellent. Somebody wrote to Rev Zundel. He said over this Meister? Recently, somebody had written to Rev Zundel, somebody had written that their wife is sick. Somebody had written, yeah, I'm speaking about Gedalim, it's a good time to plug Rev Ezzi's Yeretz Pasha. That he says over stories, I think people should relate to their mishpachas, their children. That's like Dvarim Shutim at the Shabbos table. Stories, it's even good stories. We have so many great people, there's so much to be inspired by. And there's so much we could be connected to. We have so many heroes, beautiful people. So, Rav Zundel of Salan, somebody wrote him a letter that their wife was very sick, and they asked Rav Zundel to daven for their wife. So, Rav Zundel asked somebody, I don't know what the details, why he couldn't write the letter back himself, but he asked, whether it was a secretary or a family member, to write back a letter to this person to say, I'm davening for your wife. When the, they brought the letter to Rav Zundel, it was a simple letter that he had dictated to write. He looks it over and he says, I won't sign. Because it said, we will daven, not I will daven. And it, we, I, I didn't promise for anybody else, Rav Zundel was mocked but that it was switched, that it said, we will daven for you. And Rav Zundel said, I can't sign that, we will daven, I'm just... Even though there's such a sprach like the royal we, we're going to daven. Say, I'm going to daven. Say, we, who else are you committing to daven? And he didn't sign the letter. And Rav Ram Yafin told the Satma Rebbe 
that, that this was the honesty of the Bali Musr. The Sapper Rebbe was in Goyim B'Tayra, say Rabban. <laughs> and Rav Ram Yafin didn't know what he meant. He said for a long time, the Sapper Rebbe instantly said, Rabban. So, so Rav Ram Yafin said he didn't know what he meant. The Sapper Rebbe was incredibly sharp. And he just responded to this, said, because the Rebbe Zondal Ramban. It's the, the, the Rav Ram Yafin, once he said he forgot about this conversation, he said, and he was learning Parsha's boy, Unzra Parsha, and he saw the Ramban, he said, oh, that's what the Sat the Rebbe replied instantly, what Ramban is he referring to? The Ramban in Parak Yud Pasak Yud Zayin. The Ramban says that, that Paroi says to Moshe, Son Achatasi, please forgive me. Achapam, just this time. He can please forgive me. Now it's a lashin yachid sana, not su sana. You myshrabenu, please forgive me. Vatiru lashem and plural, you guys daven tashem, and to remove this makkah. Now the, the Ramban asks, what's this? When he says forgive me, he says you forgive me, singular to Maisha. and when he says daven, he says plural daven to me. Daven for me. He doesn't say and you my shvatiru is plural, not the haatir. And you daven, you plural daven. What's happening? My shrabenu singular forgive me, and you guys plural forgive. Um, daven for me. Says the Ramban. What's the pshat? What's happening? Says the Ramban. My shrabenu is huge in Mitzrayim, and it, for the honor of Maisha, he said Maisha forgive me. He didn't say Maisha and Aaron. Maisha was the Gadol, was the Gadol Adar, and Parai felt that respect is to say, Maisha, forgive me. You don't say, you guys forgive me. Maisha's bigger. But then he has a task, Davin for me, says the Ramban, it was a derech of cover to Maisha and Aaron. It's fascinating to me that the Torah records a Russia, and you learn derech Eretz from Risham, because all words of the Torah, very interesting how Torah works, there's a certain lesson to me that everybody brings to the Shemayim. The rush of rings like Valkarchai and the Tzaddik decides to bring. But to the Shemayim happens, a human being is a Tzalem Aleikim. Good things come from humans. And Parai, he speaks to Moshe, forgive me. In asking forgiveness, you speak to the bigger one. You don't say you guys. You say Moshe, the Tzaddik, you forgive me. But then he has a mission, Davin. He doesn't want to leave out Aaron. That would be not nice to Aaron. So he says, plural, that is for me to both. That's what the Ramban speaks out. Derech covered Lemaisha. He spoke, he was a Godel Ma'oid Beretz Mitzrayim. He said, Sanachatasi, forgive me. Hatiru Badavin Lishneim to Maisha and Aaron, because that Pare said, Derech Musser. Even though he knew Maisha was the Davin. Then the Rambat, so, but he said Derech Musr to include Aaron the Kavit Shneim. That's what he means, Derech Musr. It's not nice, like, you know, you do the, you're going to, your twist is going to be answered, like, hey, wait. It's not nice to Aaron. Yeah, yeah, so you say, the forgiveness is to the bigger one. You ask forgiveness. But in terms of the mission, you, you don't say just, you might say includes Aaron. But the Ramban ends that Maish Rabbeinu, when he spoke, always said, I'm going to daven. Ater lecha, atiru, efresh is kapi. Ki lo yedaber Maisha b'zelashin rabin. Maisha rabbeinu didn't say we're gonna daven. Shlo yotzi shekem repivi. He didn't want to say a living. To say we're gonna daven, Maisha can't can't speak on iron. It would be a lie. So when 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 Ram Yafin said this about Rav Zundel of Salant, the Satna Rebbe knew Tyrell. Said Ramban, which is Maish Rabbein, who said, I'm going to daven. He didn't say, We're going to daven, because he can't, that would be a Dabra Shekhar Mipib. He can't say, We're going to daven. Maybe he can't speak on behalf of Aaron. He said, I can speak what I'm going to do. I can't say what Aaron Akoin is going to do. So that's why he said, I'm going to daven. He shouldn't say, Dara Shekhar. It's a beautiful story with the Satna Rebbe of Ram Yafin. This type of exactness I see in my Rebbe. The type of honesty, a big word by Marebi, people's the words people use and what gets them excited says a lot about people, the word Erlichkeit. I pick, when I hear that word, if somebody's saying that word, I picture my Rebbe. That's a big word of his Erlichkeit. Honestly, honestly. 
to be an honest person, straightforward person, something in all areas. He spoke a lot. Of, he speaks a lot about honesty by money. A lot. A big focus, a tremendous focus on honesty and money. You owe a dollar, pay the dollar. It's not yours. Don't taxes. Always spoke a lot and speaks a lot about this topic. A tremendous emphasis this Talmudim of honesty and money, of being erlich, that word erlich. A friend of mine, is just a true story, a friend of mine was speaking to Rebel Yashu, the person I know, and he asked him a shayla, and Rebel Yashu said, mutter, whatever. And the guy said to Rebel Yashu, but is it erlich? And Rebel Yashu said to my friend, I know who your Rebbe is. He called him out that his Rebbe was right there. He called him out. <laughs> Somehow he saw in the guy, like the guy, but he's an Erlich. Like, like what is, he saw a certain thing. I don't, I'm sure there are other people that are Erlich. Somehow he attributed it to, 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 to the Rebbe, to this person who demands of his Talmudim an honesty, an Erlich guy. What he called an honesty, an Erlich guy. So this word, I like that it's a word from his grandfather, Ravram Yafin, who he taught us about. And it's a word on an exactness of speech, something that, that all of us can be mechazikah, can make strength, can strengthen in such a thing. I wanted to share such a word, such an idea with the chever. The other topic, the two topics my Rebbe spoke about m- most, honesty with money and emuna, faith in Hashem. But a real worked on faith. He's one of the most chilled people I ever met in my life. When things are like Things could be hectic and lebedic around. Keeps, he, he says always that the stomach muscle is the most overused muscle in the body. People are worrying a lot. And he actively worked on it. But really, throwing to Hashem our fortunes, really knowing we're in good hands. Really, really knowing we're in good hands. It's a bit serious we're in good hands. I said a pshat recently that I want to say over my Rebbe. I said a pshat that I like a lot. Miriam and Yechevet said to Parai about the Yidin Chayosena were midwives. Chayosena were midwives. Parai had told Miriam and Yechevet, Yechevet and Miriam, to kill the Jewish children in childbirth. Now he knew Miriam and Yechevet weren't going and shooting Jewish kids. <laughs> Parai never dreamt that wasn't people he would hire to execute. But he knew that they were midwives. And so in childbirth, it's relatively easy, you know. Don't suction the kid out. Whatever things you have to do, you allow quietly still that the kid doesn't make it. The Jewish boys don't make it. Of course, Yechevet and Miriam let the Jewish kids, the Jewish boys, survive. Parai calls them in and says, no, what's going on? And Yechevet and Miriam say to Parai, what do you want from us? The Yidn are chayis, the B'nais Yisrael Jewish girls, says Rashi's first chapter, midwives, they don't call us. We're not needed. We only are called by Goyim. I know we're midwives. Only the Goyim. What's chapter? The Torah doesn't record lies. Parai doesn't fall for lies. There was something deep they told Parai, and he said, I know what you mean. There's a truth they said, Stop some shtick wouldn't be in the Torah, and he wouldn't have believed the shtick. Certainly, you wouldn't say it in the Torah. If it was Stam and Nase, maybe a Nase Menashemayim, they told him something crazy, and he believed that the Torah is recording for all eternity that Benaisi Yisrael Achayis were midwives. Our wives are midwives, they don't need midwives. So, Parin, like, understood it. They looked him deeply in the eyes, and he understood it. And I said, I told the Chevra already, and I, but I want to say the Pshat was Chosr Fuashlem. That Chayis, what I believe the secret of midwives, a good midwife knows how to take the pain of labor and turn it into a child. Midwives coach mushroom. I don't want to be myrich on it, but they teach an isha how to take the pain and use it to help produce the child. And the secret of the midwife is the tsar of labor is producing a child. And what Yechevet and Miriam said to Pari about our people is very profound, that we're chayes. Rechayes means we know the secret of tsar, that good things are coming. For many years, I had the Kashmir Yeshiva, I've seen youngsters <coughs> that went through a lot. Why isn't there more anger at Hashem? I see sometimes, kindness, I've seen it. The Gemara Baba Basa, the cases that it's allowed. But I see very little anger at Hashem. Shockingly little. And I wonder, why is this? Like, he could be angry, he shouldn't. 
I see a lot, and it's always processed. I think deep in the soul of the Yid, he knows Hashem is working with us. It's not as an excuse not to cry. We cry, we scream. It's not an excuse not to feel pain. It's actually a reality that we cry to Hashem when we groan. I don't understand. Explain to me what's happening. But there's a deep awareness in Nishmas Yisrael that Hashem's working with us. He's bringing us somewhere. In all the challenges that we have, it's a deep thing in the Yid that the Tsar is producing something. It's bringing out something. The Psukim right before we said said the The more they were painting us, the more we grew. This word and Pari knew it's true. The Heaven and Miriam were not saying gibberish to Pari at all. He said they said to Pari, you know the yid not different. They go through difficulties. They understand the secrets of Leda. They respond differently to pain. They grow. They take things on. They become bigger. There's something different. That's a reality. It's a true thing about our people. The Psukim declared and Paray saw it in action. When they told Paray, he said, I know. He said, shucks. And he came up with a different plan. It was, there was something very teef, they said. And he said, I've seen that about the people. Shoot. And he had to come up with a different plan because he saw it was true, Chayyaseina, and this 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 nikkud of of emuna, that and it's not an emuna not to feel. It's very dangerous. Not a fake emuna. An emuna very much feeling, being very present to our situations, but a deep awareness of being brought somewhere. Hashem's working with me. He's bringing us somewhere. A deep awareness of being worked with. The yeshiva yeshiva Farakaway, originally owned a house on a very small street. If anybody knows where the White Shoe was, the parking lot of the White Shoe was interrupted by a street behind the White Shoe. It's a small, tiny block called Virginia. And Yeshiva Rakhwe was in a house on Virginia Street, a nice house. Came a Yid who wasn't so comfortable being a Yid. He, had, he didn't know what it meant to be a Yid. And he wanted the Yeshiva out of there. His mission was to get the issue out of it. He dug up the craziest thing. He dug up that in the early 1900s, the entire block had written a signed Haskama that no yeshiva or shul will ever be open on that block. I don't know law, I'm no lawyer, but it was like it was binding. The block had made a, I think they call it like an ordinance. I can't promise that's what it's called. But the town, that block had gotten together by scummer. Everybody on the street was masking that a yeshiva can't be open on that block. No, they can't do that. No, you're secular. No, any zach, a church, has, uh, any, a house of prayer, a house of worship. We can't, and the whole block had been masked in the early 1900s. And this Yid found the paper. And he took the yeshiva to court and won the case. It was like a tragedy. The yeshiva was chucked. They were thrown out. He won the case in court. It went to court for a while. The year Simchas Torah that he won the case, was they knew they were leaving shortly after Simchas Torah. They had Akafas in Yeshiva. One of the Akafas was Akafa around his house. Karnei Rishon Agadeya. And they did that Akafa. One of the Akafas was around his house. That Rishon will get back there. That Hashem, Karnei Rishon Agadeya. That was one of the Akafas around this gentleman's, not such a gentleman's house. At what? Yeah, that's what they sang Kainer Shamagadeya. That was what they called. Yeah, there was some song. I don't know the song, but there was a song Kainer Shamagadeya. wants to know what the song. Maybe we'll come to you soon on the next yard site. I don't know. But they said, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the song. It seems there was some song Kainer Shamagadeya. And uh, you know the song? Rebezi's going to want to hear it. <laughs> oh, the, You know the song? Really? Sing it, sing it, chant on the
Wonderful. So this was so, this was that, Papa. That wasn't very difficult research. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so Lamai said they sang the song around, but, but the yeshiva was thrown out, was thrown out, and it looked like a terrible terror. That was the end of the yeshiva. The reality is the yeshiva reopened. They got a, they got a beautiful campus where they are, Adayoy Mazet. There are Adayamazet, a much bigger campus, much more robust. There's just a better plot of land. They were in a house. And my Rebbe is a very cautious person. And it turned out it was Hashem like pushing him to expand. He should have got a much bigger property, did a great investment, something years later would cost millions, and they got for, for very little. It forced and it caused the yeshiva to have tremendous growth. It was a source of success of the yeshiva. And this is something he always taught us, that Hashem's working with us at times in our own life. It's very eerie to me that, that I went through a similar thing with our Masifta, that the government threw us out. It was like a, a mamish, like, you see that Hashem, Hashem works with people. Hashem works with people. And so many things in our life, I don't say we always see the bigger property that we get. I don't think it would be fair to say we always experience it. But many times we see that Hashem was working with us and we sense it that Hashem's working with us. He's bringing us places where we're chayes, where people who understand it, that the tsar is producing a child. So this midah, like mitoich difficulty, understanding and trusting and really believing Hashem is working with us. I told the chevra, Tleil Shishi tonight, and I told the chevra, the Baal Shem, the Gemara says that may spare Shabbos is seven yachalot. It's a good sign for you to be nifter Arab Shabbos. None of us have a say when. It's just not really up to us. So let's think more like advising, advising a nice day to go. It's up to where the Yad Hashem. So, and long, long, long years for us all. But what's the Gemara saying? May spare Shabbos to me. The Baal Shem explained that every single Yid, Shabbos is a time when the Yid gives, recognizes Hashem runs the world. We're in good hands. The 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 Gerash Shiva told us, he said that a little kid is taught look both ways when you cross the street. Look both ways. You make sure your daughter looks both ways. You tell make sure Mamish look both ways. One exception, you're holding Tati's hand, you don't have to look both ways. The kids hold your hand, they look at you. Safe. Then you walk the street, you're holding Tati's hand. Said the Gerash Shiva were holding Hashem's hand. Don't gotta look both ways, we're holding Hashem's hands. He said that I used to have this game, it's meaningful to me. Probably many of you I used to play with my kids like long car trips to keep it Gishmak. There was like a there was a vert that they had a certain control over the car. If they pressed the seat, I'd go a little faster. They let go, you move slow. Gishmak, you have like a as Kilu they're driving, Gishmak. So the 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 Gerashiva said to us, that we're all little kids, we have steering wheel in the back seat. The tat is driving. Come on. And the site of Shabbos is the Tatis driving. To see we're in good hands, the Rabbi Hashem's taking us to good places. But says the Baal Shem, to get to Shabbos, you have to be mechem, mishitarech, be'er of Shabbos, yechem Shabbos. You can't expect just come Shabbos, and all of a sudden you'll be on such a madrega. Says the Baal Shem, the avoid is to be mechem, be'er of Shabbos. Be'er of Shabbos, ta'chon of the yid, is to give it up. To understand with the Yad Hashem, but Yad Hashem, to really understand that would be Yad Hashem. That's the task of May Spare of Shabbos. The, 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 what we develop all week, and we're busy, and we're running, and we're so active, but we're busy, and it does feel. We run things, we have so much pressure, so much on our plate. Yidin are May Spare of Shabbos. May of Shabbos, the Yid gives it up. And he's preparing for Shabbos Kaidish, the day that the Yid lives. Hashem runs the world. That's the Bechin of May Spare of Shabbos, says the Baal Shem, at Simen Yafalei. So the Yid's Nifter of Shabbos, the Yid every year of Shabbos had a Bechin of Mace. That the Yid was giving it up, that Hashem runs the world. So this Sanhaga, this is something my Rebbe always, and more of faith, something from the Vardik. The altar spoke a lot and wrote a lot about the topic of Emuna, and practically, Yid working on this, practically working on Emuna. I was amazed when I saw this Baal Shem because it's, it's interesting servants of Hashem a Bachar who didn't know the Baal Shem and a very special Bachar who like was reading about Shabbos developed his own custom 
that in Arab Shabbos he would write to Hashem for all his difficulties. He would say, I'm giving them to you, Hashem. Hashlech Hashem is Yahavcha. Throw to Hashem your packages. For all your chalkalek and he'll sustain you. Arab Shabbos, before Shabbos, before he made Kiddush, he wanted to go into Shabbos Ruyig. He'd write to Hashem his problems and he'd give them to Hashem. Throw them to Hashem. I couldn't believe when I saw this Baal Shem, this youngster, this beautiful person, read about Shabbos, and Mamish was mechavin to the Avoid of Erev Shabbos. But you'd be amazed, giving it up, passing it to Hashem, chapping we're in good hands, we're in Hashem's hands. This is something my Rebbe has a calmness. I always, I always admired. Bachram hate when you look busy, our kids hate. Nobody wants a busy, the days you're like overwhelmed by things and you look it and you carry it, you're just not pleasant to be around. It's not gishmak. You want to speak? I always felt to my Rebbe he had the look of a bored person. He's carrying a yeshiva, carrying a mishpacha, carrying tzarchi arabim. He has a certain menuchas anefesh of a chilled person. And I always like admired that. There's something so beautiful. It's, it's an amunah that we, can, that we can bring to our lives. Rabbi Nassim Finkel was talking to a friend of mine about Emunah. He said, and we could, we could all practice, like practically, in difficult situations, we could self-talk. Not, you know, slowly bring ourselves. Rabbi Nassim Finkel was telling a friend of mine about Emunah, that it's not conceptual. His mashal he gave is funny, he said like in a winter night, you put your head on a varma pillow. It's just so comfortable, and you like, get into the pillow. You just, he described like the comfort of like, like a person supported by the pillow and warmed by the pillow and it contours to your face like you just put your head in the pillow and you feel good. Ramnas and Svi Finkel said to my friend, that's Amuna to me. That I feel Hashem loving me and caring about me and, and we can experience it in our lives. This, this, this Nakud of bringing this into our lives, telling the youngsters that Hashem loves us, there's something missing from the equation. We tell our kids Hashem loves us. It's true, but you're missing something. You know the teacher, the, the teacher ever say, I love you, and it just was annoying. I've seen this at graduations, and get, person gets up, and I love all these young men. Everybody's like, Oof. And by the way, he might really love the young men. He might really, but it doesn't feel good because we don't feel that he loves us. Like, I don't care you love me. I care if I can experience your love. You love me? And we say to our youngsters and to ourselves that Hashem's Beicher Bama Yisrael Badly loves us means that we're capable of experiencing His love. That's what it means. It means that in our lives we can feel things. He's really into me. That's what it means. That's what we're suggesting. Not that He loves it. He loves us. Thank you. Roll your eyes. No, we're capable, and He sends things that we can experience His love. All of us can experience, can feel it. And thus, as we think, describes that pillow, that fluffy pillow. It's just practical. I, I see that in my Rebbe. I see that in my Rebbe, Yamuna, that we can, we can bring it into our lives. We can push it amidst difficulties with self-talk, with seeing the Yad Hashem, with experiencing the Yad Hashem. In matter of fact, when Moshe comes to Bnei Yisrael and says to Bnei Yisrael, when Hashem says, Moshe, go to Bnei Yisrael, Moshe says, what should I introduce you as, Hashem? Very interesting thing he says to Hashem. How should I introduce you, Hashem, to them? And Hashem says, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word without... You have to say, Ekya, or you could say it, Revezi. Uh, one who's sitting right next to you, you just be Mechad the entire... I was Mechad? Uh, he said it straight out. So. Yeah, Eya. Eya means, I'm with you in Saras. What Hashem said to them, and I like this a lot, Moshe's coming with a message, you will be redeemed. So it's like, trust me, you'll see. Is that what Moshe was saying? Is Moshe saying to a nation in a lot of pain, trust me, you'll see? It's not the message. I want you to know this because it's ourselves and the people we speak to. So we say, trust me, things will get better. Hashem says, introduce me as Eyeh. I'm with you in your tzar. Now I'm with you in your tzar, so you're with me, shkayach. It means you can experience me. You can feel my love. Mitaych your difficulty, you can see my love. You can feel it. You can experience it. It's possible. I sat on the plane back from Eretz Yisrael next to an old friend. It was like a nest. Tell me he needed to speak to me. I was in Eretz Yisrael. needed to speak, and he's like hoping, and then he heard I'm be on the plane. And then we, Hashem, like put us, mamish, 
next to each other. Diagonal, we were able to talk. We talked a lot of the flight. He's a beautiful tzaddik. He lives in Eretz Yisrael, learned from Kerem many years. He works in Yush- He travels and supports his mishpach and Ramayit. Very special yid. He had beautiful families. Mekorov to Avigdor Netanyahu. A very beautiful yid. We spoke the great Tehira and just about life. We caught up on years. He's somebody who's been to Blurge many, many years ago. Beautiful yid. And he's been to our beautiful city. Our amazing study. Loved it. And he's a beautiful yid. This yid told me he lost a child. Child was lifted suddenly. Two-year-old kid. Sids. And he was telling me about the Yisurim. And, and, he dis- and he cried about it. There was a lot of tzair. He described to me how him and his wife, Mamish saw Hashem, in crazy ways. A guy who was crying, who was feeling, who was a tzair gadol. He described, there was a shine to him, and he described him and his wife many details of everything that went on. They Mamish saw Yad Hashem. The promise of Hashem, it's not a statement, I'm with you when you're suffering, like, good to know. It's not what he's saying, it can't be. There's no, there's no mashmais to tell him for, who's, for Hashem's scorecard. If Hashem's telling and introducing to the Yid, Moshe saying, I'm with you in your tzara, means you can experience me now. It means you could see me. Rev Marks, who was a Gerachasid, I was Zaychid Amid, a Tzaddik in Yerushalayim. His grandson had learned in the yeshiva by us, his step-grandson. This Sadik wrote a book about his experiences in the Holocaust. He writes a lot at this point, the Imamish saw Hashem. Amidst difficulty, the Imamish in ways different than any other time in his life. And that was, Maish, Hashem said to Maisha, tell the Yid my name. I'm here. I'm here and you can experience me now. Keep your eyes open, look around, you'll feel me, you'll hear me, you'll see me, you can experience me. That's what they were told. Asherayim, future pains will be that way as well. Maisha said, let's talk about this pain. But Hashem introduced you, you can experience Hashem amidst difficulty. And I say to us, I, I really believe in Klal Yisrael, what we're seeing in Klal Yisrael, such a wonder. A Bacher showed me a clip showed me a clip of a soldier lost a foot. The guy gave up a foot for Claudius. He lost his foot, a good-looking, strong guy in a wheelchair. And he said that it was worth it for that Claudius was united. Spoke with such a muna, with such faith, with such beauty. Eya, experience Hashem and see and feel Hashem in our lives. And we're capable of experiencing Him. I read these two amidst challenges. Again, not as an excuse not to feel. Very dangerous. Very. I'm not talking, I'm talking about somebody who's specifically emotional. Specifically cries. I'm not talking like any good thing. Somebody can misuse it not to feel. That's fake emuna. I'm not talking about that. Talk about a person in tremendous sar. Talk about somebody who's in anguish and sar can very much bring himself calmly and with, and with conversation and, and, and find that Hashem is with me. I, I lived it on the plane. I saw a whole shear of Eya, a friend who was in Sar and feeling this and present is the difficulty, but he saw Hashem. He felt Hashem, was being carried by Hashem. That's Moshe's message to Klai Yisrael. It was not, you'll see. It's not like an, it, it wasn't what he said. He said, hey, I want, to, I want to introduce you to God. He's with you now. You can experience him now amidst your difficulty. So, I wanted to share. I, I don't know if this was that, that Dhamma became maybe the whole share. But I, wanna, I really wanted to share this with the Hevra because, because this Amuna that he, that he really like lived, he lived and lives and brought us and spoke. Very cheerful person very happy person. He brought us this type of emuna. There's a song that Rev. Aaron Cutler always, always asked my Rebbe to sing. My Rebbe sang for Rev. Aaron Lulei Sarascha. Till whenever my Rebbe had us sing Lulei Sarascha, we all the Talmudim felt that my Rebbe was back in front of Rev. Aaron Cutler. He like takes off from this song. I want to sing now Lulei Sarascha Shashui. The beautiful delight of Tyra that a yid grabs on to Tyra amidst azavadi by amidst difficulty a yid has Tyra has the uh, has the possibility and the, the the ability to connect to Hashem to see Yad Hashem in his life. Let's sing Lulei Sarascha. Then maybe we'll share the verse with me.
on Akdama, but the, the one verse, a good verse, speaking about a Rebbe, because the parasha says, tell over your children, Ben Bincha, and your grandchildren, that I mocked the Mitzrayim, I toyed with the Mitzrayim, Hashem had left over in the last Maka, it survived, the Chita survived, and then bang, the Arabic come and and, 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 eat, uh, and eat up the chita, that which survives. So tell over your children, in my miracles, that I placed on the Mitzrayim, v'yadatem, and plural, you shall know, k'ani Hashem. The Belzerebbe asked, what's the plural v'yadatem? Teach your children, and they shall know, it's plural, today we're getting with, you shall know, plural, teach your children, and they shall know. But it says, teach your children and all of us shall know. And the Mashmais, of course, is Pasha. I remember the time in my life that, that Har Sinai was the most real, was teaching my children about Maimed Har Sinai. I'll never, ever forget my first Seder I made in my house. I'll never forget it. 
it, it's true every year the Seder. I remember the first time I wanted to tell my children, it was my chance to tell my children that it's Mitzrayim, what my Tata taught me. And it remains serious. I remember the first time. But it remains. I want to tell my kids about our life. It's not, we lead a certain life. I want to tell them where we come from, what our history is, who we are, what a precious people. I want to tell them that Hashem loves Yid and I want to share with them the story of us, the story of me. And I remember that first time I had goosebumps from the story, goosebumps from a story I knew, but in the one to share. I feel like people, it's a bad thing, kids, people tell their kids things like baby, who made it, Hashem? Don't do that. Don't do that. Why shouldn't you talk in a way you can feel? Hashem made it. Tell your kids in a voice that you like. But that, don't, don't say it in a baby voice because it's, it, it's just real. You're telling them a true thing. Tell your little children. Hashem made the truth. People say in a way only the kid could hear They don't believe it. Huh. Tell them in a way that you adapt them and all of us shall know. We adapt them, ki and Hashem. All of us will know Hashem. Say in a voice that, you know, Hashem, Hashem does things for us. He really does. He gives us things not in a babyish voice, in a voice for the adult to hear. The adat and kini Hashem, that's the Belzer Rebbe said, that the sincere transmission of Torah, the sincere transmission of Torah impacts the listener and the one who says it as well. He also is reminded of the truth. It's interesting, I've told this to the Hebrew before, we just lost Ramatisio Salman. I speak a lot about the city field, maybe just because I'm a Met fan, but the gathering at City Field, I was going to go with Ray Overlander. I speak about a lot. I didn't know till I was reading up about Rav Matasio that that was a shtickle goodbye. I didn't know that. I didn't realize I'm not in touch. I, you know, I didn't know he got sick shortly after. I speak about that gathering. That was a big gathering. I went to that gathering because Rav Matasio Solomon said to go. That was the only reason. That was the only reason. Matasio said go. My Overlander and I got in the car and went. Like a lot of funny things happened at that guy. It was a wonderful, just stop to spend time with Rabbi Oberlander. It should be his own sign. It was a wonderful trip. We, we have like, the, he's a very on time person and I might not be and getting better, but he, he won out. And we would go somewhere together. It's like two immovable forces. <laughs> and we went on time and I had like tremendous simcha. The stadium was empty. It was the time we learned that most of Klai's souls, like me, not him, we were at Southern Shining. We could have ran the bases. <laughs> it was like, there was nothing doing there. When we got there, I'm telling you, it could be the Mets with here. There was, that was literally that you couldn't find the minion. The 50,000 people showed up. But I, I think more of Klai's so might keep my time. But it's not whatever. That's for a different time, a different. But, uh, yeah, I've gotten better. Maybe all those other years have gotten better by now, and today will be on time. But that, that gathering, incredible, incredible gathering, and many things happened. It was like, it was a very special gathering, what, very unique, that one of the Gedeon called his people to a gathering. It's not like a typical, it doesn't happen very often. It's never happened since in my life that a Gadol said, Claudius, so could you all come out? I want to speak to you. It's like a very unusual I heard he was nifter, that he got sick shortly after. I never knew that. That it was a shtickle, an intra. He was healthy then. Ramatisio asked Klai, so I went. I'm just saying a fact. Ramatisio said, come, and I went. That's why we went. Very unique situation. It doesn't happen very often. Lemaisa, at that, at, that at that gathering, most of the speeches were in Yiddish. There was some English. Ramatisio spoke very late in the gathering. It was like three hours in. There was a lot, a lot of speeches. But one of the speakers, Rev Waxman, I believe it was at this gathering. I think it was at this gathering. It was at this gathering. He said there were a lot of um, what are the, the ushers, the people who like send you. They had the ushers there, the security detail, and he gets up and he says, "I'd like to speak to the ushers in security detail." He wasn't talking to us. Like maybe we should all start talking now. Like it was like a, he's not talking to us. I guess to us it was Yiddish, to them it was English. So he was talking to the security detail, and he says, "You guys are probably wondering who in the world are these lunatics? Fifty thousand people are worried about computers." It was like a good point. Like to us, a gadol called us to speak about it. He said, "You're probably wondering who are these cavemen? Like they're worried about technology." 
So I'd like to tell you about us, like where we come from, and just what's happening. Like there were about two thousand security detail ushers. He just, if you don't mind, I'd like to introduce us to you. It was riveting. Me and the Chassidish guy next to me, we all moved to the edge of our seats. This was like cool. And he spoke to them about my Mirasina. It was, and it was obvious that he was speaking to me and Yoelish next to me. It was obvious. <laughs> he was talking to us. If he said, Kalish, I want to tell you about my Mirasina, I'd be like, hmm, like I know. <laughs> so he told the security detail, doesn't know it was real. That was a very powerful time I learned about Maimed Arsina. Because there was a sincerity to it to somebody who didn't know. And I was like perked up. I also wanted to tell this. It was a good question. There was something so real about that experience the security detail doesn't know. And you're talking to somebody fresh and excited. A girl came up to me. I spoke last night in Five Towns. And a girl came up that she's teaching. She says, I use your trick. I said, what trick? She said, I once heard out of Shear, and I used to have this in Beis Medrash. If you explain something once, do you have this, if you, know, if you explain something once to guys, and you look, you wouldn't happen to be a butcher. You didn't explain it well. You don't like, get a second chance anymore. It's not how life works. Okay, here, let me say that. Gone. The guys are gone. Like, it's not always, you could say, you know what I mean, you have so as you just like you explained it horribly, like like nobody knows what you're talking. Okay, okay, one more time. Let me. I like the whole place. Like they're out. They're checked out. So do you ever, if you messed up twice, you just like didn't say. You're trying to say over a dacus, and, and you messed up. So nobody listens, and you're done. It doesn't help to say. Forget what I said. You know the Red Bebe himself. Forget what I said. They, they can't. They're just all. They're gone. They're checked out. You don't get a second. You should basically recess. See you tomorrow. You know, have, let's play ball. You know, yep. You know we could go outside, have a quick game. Maybe tomorrow, better luck. But some of you explained it wrong. You don't always get like that second chance just because you asked for it. So a trick I developed that I started happening is call somebody over and let's tell him. There's a certain excitement. I would call people, right? Failure came to, would come to my shift. I'd say, hey, let's ask him. The, it was like somehow an outsider. We were like explaining. We were explaining to him. It was a shtickle exciting. He was here, the kashas. Then they all listened because we weren't. Then they heard and didn't hear. It's a new chance to say it again because we said it to somebody else. So this person told me they're teaching, they told me they use it. I don't know who they call into their class and what exact oifin they use it, but a teacher told me that she uses this, this technique she uses. I've seen it myself. So it's a wonderful opportunity, the opportunity of sharing the truth. To the youngster, the frat, you don't tell a... My man wouldn't say in a babyish voice to a kid, you know, the teacher real. The show teaches the youngsters the biggest mamin about the elementary rebbein. Because they look at youngsters in the face and they teach them the truths of life. To somebody who's not jaded, wants to end, doesn't know. And you share it. The adaptive, you'll all know, Then when we give it over in such a sincere, we don't have to be so dramatic, not to be crazy, you know. People like prepare for their savior. I'm not knocking it, I'm not so into it. People wear costumes, I hear. You don't need all that. You don't really need that. I'm not so masculine. I'm at hotels. I see what goes on. And I admire. Yidin are amazing. There are people who come with different costumes, each market. I admire the preparation. I admire the care. I'm not sure you need that. You need to be excited to give over the truth. Tar I'm not sure you're trying to play off of a movie. The movie needs to be nuts because they're not teaching something true. So when you're not teaching something true, you need to go with sugar. I'm not certain you need to go dress up. I mean, if you have a minute, I'm not, I'm, you know, not against anything. Dress up, besides. But, but make sure besides dressing up that you're excited to give over your family the deepest truths you ever told them. There's something cool and kids know it. They sit there like, you, 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 like, you waited for tonight. I want to give you over. Like, we're leading lives. Like, what's, who are we? And you get the chance. You have your own security detail. You have your, your, your youngsters, okay? We could sit down and talk a little bit. Each can see their age, what we could share. I'd like to share some things with you. Very powerful, very... And in giving that over, how real does it... How, how powerful do we, does that idea that we know is true become ever more real? When Rev. Waxman said the security detail and to the ushers this truth, me and the guy next to me learned the truth. 
very well. He did that trick. He, they were the fresh guys in the room, and he told them, and all of us learned to be adatem keni Hashem. So I think this is with sincerity we give over Torah and we give over Yiddishkeit. We're the ones who end up learning keni Hashem. I put in shabbos. <coughs> I said it's going to be a Lel Shishi and we'll sing more. Tonight this is a different type of song. I'm thinking about Rebbe who sang his song. Well, we'll be singing. I didn't forget last week. My son Manny was here and he asked for some singing. Uh, 